1: It is a great time to be a Chicago Bear and we welcome you into another edition of Bears All Access. We'll be with you for the next hour here. Tom Thayer and Jeff Joniak with you and joined by not one but two guests tonight. We're excited to have the kicking duo of Patrick O'Donnell and Cody Parkey joining the program tonight. Fellas, how you doing? Good to have you.
2: Thanks for having us. Awesome, Any awesome.
1: Anytime, you're welcome. Anytime, you're welcome. And I say it's good to be a Bear because you get that first one out of the way, thank goodness, and you move on now. The first one's uh, seemingly always hard to get, right, boys?
2: It sure is, yeah. It's it's a good win at home. I mean, Monday Night Football, what more could you ask for? That's
1: right. First,
3: first win in front of the home crowd. That was nice. Place was buzzing.
1: The anthem. I was talking to Nagy, Tom. Negi, I said, how about that? Would that Ampton be Coach Negi? Nagy? Coach Nagy. how about? Nah, <laughs> man. Wow. Yes. Or whatever you guys you guys call him, Coach. I. Can... Anyway, the point <laughs> being, he goes, man, it really did give me goosebumps. And you and I in the booth were talking about it. Just the place was cranked. It was mm-hmm. ready. And sometimes you lose that crowd. You did not want to lose them that night, did you? No,
3: no. That was that was huge to come out with, like like we said, the first game of the season in Soldier Field. Get that win. Get that crowd going. Get them get them excited for the whole year. So.
4: All right, now my question, Pat, you've been around here a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen a lot of growth in this football team in terms of the togetherness, the camaraderie and everything. Are they big enough now to be favorites on the road and go and beat a team they're supposed to beat across the NFL landscape no matter who's talking about the game this weekend? Do you see that in in this team in the transition of learning how to win on the road?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to win on the road, right? right? It's it's extremely difficult. But I think the guys that we have in the locker room, uh, throughout free agency, I mean, Khalil, we have Hicks, we have Danny Trevathan, like the defensive side of things. They definitely get the guys in the locker room excited,
4: ready to go, and that the monsters of Midway are back. So, does momentum, Cody? Does momentum help kickers? Like, you know, it, it's it seems like when you look at what happened to a couple kickers this past weekend, it seems a couple. like that. Well. <laughs> Cody, 19 missed kicks. Right. No, I'm talking about a couple kickers specifically, not kicks, kickers. When you got two kickers that get cut the same week, you you know, it seems like they didn't have the momentum of the team. And now that the Bears, there's a lot of momentum here. And does that help your process of kicking and the fact that you're going to have more opportunities, whether it's extra point field goals, no matter what you do? Does the momentum of the team help you?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the more the more reps you get, obviously the better you feel going into it. And, like, I mean, just starting the game, you know, you get a couple kicks in. We started off with a couple extra points. You know, that's always mm-hmm. that's always good to get out there, get a couple kicks going, watch the ball go through the uprights a couple times, and then get into your groove. So I think the fact that, you know, we're, we're starting off good, and I'm getting some great snaps and great holds, and, and, you know, the field goal team's doing an awesome protection job. But but anyways, like, yes, momentum is is huge for a kicker, yes.
4: So you think of those guys <clears throat> that went through the trials this weekend. Um, What's the biggest transition from college? The the width of the goalpost, the hash marks, the snaps, your swing. Do you change a lot from high school, or is the swing the same? Maybe footwork's a little different. High school
3: High school is the wide hashes and the and the bigger uprights. College, you go in on the hash marks and then in on the goalpost, and then NFL, you actually get skinnier hash marks and the goalposts are the same um, as college. Right. So, I mean it depends on i mean there's 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 different kinds of kickers i guess there's there's straight ball kickers there's guys that play right to left there's guys that play left to right Um, you know, me for say, I, I kick a pretty straight ball, you know, wherever I, wherever my hips end up, that's usually where the ball is going to go. So I feel like moving from college to NFL, like made me a better kicker. And I think there's some guys that, I mean, we're seeing that maybe that's not the case. Um, maybe they were better in college when they had the wider hashes and they can, you know, play the ball a little more. It's, it's just, it's just, it doesn't necessarily translate like you think it would. But yeah, just the hash marks and, and the footballs are really all that changes. You know,
4: Jeff, were, Jeff and I were here when Sebastian Janikowski came in the league. Is that where you're going? Because <laughs> when whoa, we look, whoa, at, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no, that's
1: that's a loaded question. Right, it is, it is, it's, it's, I mean, it is a yeah. joke because is he going to gain about whatever? Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's a big, he's dude. a big guy. Well, he always has been a
4: big guy. Hit from 56 the other night. I mean, he's yeah. he's
3: still he's still got it in him. The so Polish I mean, cannon. the Polish oh, see, cannon. That's oh, right, the right, the Polish see-backs. cannon. Right. I mean, it's
4: amazing. You, you see the transformation he's made throughout his career. He came in as a great kicker, mm-hmm. a powerful lefty and everything. And then we kind of joke because Jeff's 20th year in the booth, my 22nd, you kind of get to see the transformation yeah. of some uh, some guys are specialists like that and – you know, untucked jersey, a little beefy, yeah, sure. but again, like you said, still banging.
3: Hey, still still making kicks, so you can't argue with what he's doing, right?
1: <laughs> Those guys live forever, seemingly. You know, you think about some of these old – Morton Anderson and George Blanda back in the day. You guys will have to go on Google to look them up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, back to the original about a couple kickers. Yeah, but I, I don't know that I've ever heard on one weekend 19 missed kicks, whether it be extra points or otherwise. I mean – was that is that kind of stunning?
3: yeah, it is it is the only time I can recall is uh I think in two thousand and sixteen uh, there was a weekend and it was like in december and that's and, and, and yeah yeah it it was and, and I think it was just like a bad weather everywhere, and I remember seeing like twenty something kickers miss that weekend, and I think I was one of them, and I was like, oh, at least everyone else missed you know <laughs> now that that's
1: not punters they don't keep stats like that they don't keep keep shanks or no you know, for,
2: Yeah, it's a probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing for us. That's, yeah.
1: that's a good thing. But how about this rookie punter, Michael Dixon? That yeah. was something. The drop kick right. The drop kick onside kick. I personally didn't think that
2: was even a thing. Did you? Until until he came out, we knew that he was uh, Australian background. So they they do drop kick probably at birth. So right out of the womb, they just drop kick. so <laughs> but, you know, the, we the, thought he was going to do something like that. There was
4: so much momentum to that kick. If Anthony Miller didn't reach out and oh, grab yeah. it, it would have been out of went out of bounds. You know, so. You know is there a future for the drop kick? you know, maybe right, have you ever seen Gilbright, the tight ends coach drop kick before games yeah he's good he he's a good. lefty yeah. and he's a he's a good. I bring it up all the time because you see these strange things that your coaches do because there 's so much stand around time mm-hmm. and now you got the tight end coach is a drop kicker, and then it's like watching Dave and throw passes behind his back, yeah, I mean he can throw forty yard <laughs> dimes behind his back, which. You know, I'm sure you guys got a lot of traits with your kicking and punting background that, you know, spinning the football on your index finger, yeah, or whatever, or bouncing
3: the ball up to you like a, you know, kind of like a basketball. Just, just little stuff that we, uh, we get bored on the sideline and figure out, uh, figure out some stuff to do. But you I can
1: have how Tom gets bored too. He gets to the stadium like at the crack of dawn before anybody gets. He can, he knows everything that happens in that stadium. So if you want to hide something, don't go there early because Tom's peering eyes will get it down yeah. on the books.
4: Well, that's you know, I, I like it. It's, it, fun. it's all it, the process of. getting. I think, you you know, as offensive linemen, you have that um, weirdness about you like that you like to get there early. But Pat, I was watching you on the POD podcast, just watching some highlights of it. Are you, are you serious or no? Are you as playful in the regular season as you were in the preseason when I saw you on that podcast? Or does it go to a different, strange seriousness once the regular season gets here?
2: Yeah, I would think just the time. Before the game, I think we're a little playful. We crack jokes and things like that. But as soon as the kickoff's about to happen, uh, Cody's got his deal. He's, he's laser-focused, so uh, we don't really joke too much. Pat Scales likes to keep things loose. He does what, the Where
1: is Pat? Why isn't he here tonight? Mm. That's a great question. I mean, you guys are a trio. Right. He's, you got, guys, he's got a little one Or now. as coaches. Like, yes, he does. He's a little big. Uh And adorable, I might add. But it's a thing now to say the operation. You guys don't even have names anymore. You're the operation. The snap, the spot, the kick. Mm -hmm. The battery, yes. We'll talk about the operation after this. Paul Zarenga is our engineer here. We've got Herb Lawrence and Adam Sosinski and the one and only Dan Barilli. The worry ward of the program, making sure everything is right on the money. We'll be back with more here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. (laughs) And welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff and Tom with you. And we have the specialists here today. Cody Parkey, a veteran kicker in his first year with the Bears, and Patrick O'Donnell in his fifth year with the Bears. And
4: Would you call him before the commercial, the, groom of, the, oh, yeah, the, the, the group of specialists?
1: They're the operation, the operation, the operation, so Patrick Patrick Scales here, and and you guys, I mean, clearly you guys, and you may know each other from growing up in Florida, I don't know, but we'll get to that, but the camaraderie was pretty instant, right, between the three of you, you guys are all young guys, you guys seemingly like have fun, I see smiles on faces during practice and whatnot, I mean, that makes it fun. For the operation,
3: it does it does i mean uh being able to work with people like you enjoy working with obviously is is huge and and they do a great job and and vice versa, so I think yeah, just i mean this game could be so stressful sometimes um, for guys, and you know people know that, but just to have fun out there, I think is half the battle, just go out and have fun and, and usually everything else will take care of itself, you know put in the work, have fun and you know, get to be around these guys. So you know,
4: your, your special teams coordinator, Chris Tabor, he's kind of a spark plug. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's the kind of personalities that you guys see, whether you're lining up or punt, kick, kick, whatever the case is, you kind of see it. And it's kind of neat to have Chris Tabor leading those guys because I think he captures a lot of their personalities and gets the best of their efforts on the field. Yeah, he's
3: he's high, high energy. And yeah. obviously this is my second time being with him. I'm, yeah. I was with him in Cleveland. And, uh I mean, he's just—he's a high-energy guy. He cracks jokes in the meetings. He—he he keeps you engaged, which is really good.
4: So, in 2014, was I reading that you broke Kevin Butler's rookie—Kevin mm-hmm. Butler's rookie scoring record, 155 points. Yes, that—that yeah. that was your second or third year in the league. First year. That yeah. was your first year, yeah. also. Yeah. Wow. What a—I mean, because I was along with Kevin Butler for that ride, yeah. and you saw him have some incredible kicks, and you know, all the way up through the Super Bowl for sure. And it was neat to read that. You know, um, have you ever met Butthead? Do you know much about his, you know, just his kicking ability and what he did when he was here?
3: I know he was a stud here. Um, <laughs> what a, the, I he think, was popular. I will tell yeah. you this,
4: he's the best tackling kicker I've ever seen. Well, you never seen me tackle I know. I don't want to either because it was always an emergency situation that he's making a tackle. I don't need I to be a, tackling. I want, right, I want all the guys in front of you. Uh, yeah,
3: I know his son, Drew. Uh, I played him at Georgia, and I played him in the uh, NFL a couple times. He was he punted right. for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I've ever met uh, Kevin, so I'll have to make that happen. Oh, no.
1: he's a great guy. I mean, he's one of those, you know, when you talk about kickers, and Tom always has some funny comment to make about kickers from time to time, so don't be offended, fellas. <laughs> Never. But but Kevin endeared himself to the offensive lineman and just the city in general. He he was a celebrity. still well, is a celebrity. You know
4: Kevin Butler, well, it, true. Well, yeah, but what he did is, you know, Kevin Butler, even though he's a punk kicker, he started, like, he had <laughs> me, like, roll up his sleeves before the game and tape oh, yeah. his sleeves to show his guns and stuff. So that's the way he kind of endeared himself to that other level. And then when he was challenged to make a hit, he was willing to, he, he, like, you know, and he was the one-bar kicker. Oh,
3: love it. You know? Yeah. They don't let us do that anymore. But no. we've asked For only. safety reasons, I think. <laughs> These
1: guys are no slouches in the gym either. Look at them. I don't know. Who's got the bigger biceps right now? O'Donnell or Parkey over here? You guys are pumping iron or well, what? Well, you
4: know what? I think that's an important training. part of the success, the
1: future like success
4: it. of this team is the training that they, you know, and put it here in the off season and the whole change of it because I, I think that's another way you guys build camaraderie is seeing guys get stronger and lift certain amount of weights.
2: Absolutely. I mean, now that you said the comment about the sleeve thing, he might be asking me to do that. Redo mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah, I might have to hike
3: him up a little <laughs> bit. Jacked up. I get like so many games with the, with the short sleeves, you know. you gotta, you got to take advantage of it. Time's coming. Yeah. I hear it's going to be j- in the 40s yeah. later
1: this week.
4: All jerseys oh. are tailored and tapered, so just so, get it a little tighter.
1: In all seriousness, does the, the work in the gym and what you're doing with your own – I mean, does it create the necessary, necessary balance, body balance, and the, and the chemistry of it all? I know everybody's got to have a strong core, especially in the in the kicking game and whatnot. That's important, but it, is all of it important? Absolutely. As me and Cody actually worked out together down in uh,
2: Jupiter, Florida. He can attest to this. Uh, it's mostly a PGA Tour place. So they focused on core and basically stability and getting our legs to the the velocity that we need to in the off season. So Cody's been doing it for what a couple a of years, of years now. now so yeah. he introduced me to it. We're 15 minutes apart in the off season, so it's fantastic that yeah. we can have that oh, that nice. bond. Yeah.
1: Were there others involved in your? specialist category that we're doing the same thing, or is this something that you came across and you found the right people to help out?
3: Yeah, Donnie Jones punted for a long okay. time. He actually, his trainer, um, Colby Toye, uh moved to Jupiter from Louisiana. He and Donnie was like, dude, you should work with him. And uh, Colby works with, like, uh, a lot of PGA golfers, Justin Thomas, you know, some big names. So I gave him a shot, and he he was just different. Uh, the way he approached everything was different, and I think I really liked oh, so
4: it. so is it your leg swing that he yeah, we did, did he a lot. Yeah,
3: know? I mean, we did a lot of stuff. And as far as like ho- opening up the hips, like making sure it wasn't like loading the bar. It's not like a normal, you know squat is is single leg stability, core, stuff. stability. Yes. yeah, right, just yeah. focusing on the stuff. I mean, when we're kicking, we're on one leg, and we have to, our leg's are trying to go really fast, and our core is tight, so a lot of the stuff was doing that, and uh I really liked it, so I told I told Pat that like, you, you should give it a shot, and uh yeah, it's it's doing well, it's
4: good. But is your leg speed, Pat, both of you guys, mm-hmm. is your leg speed different on every kick that you make, and is your leg speed different on a spiral punt as opposed to a rugby punt, and I'll go to Patrick first. Yeah,
2: it's pretty much the same speed. The only thing that changes for me is like if I'm trying to place it inside the 20, it's more like a finesse shot. If you're going, you know, trying to chip it on the green versus if you're trying to hit a a seven iron, six iron, you're trying to just bang away there. But uh, I would just say, yeah, that's just the finesse of the leg. It's, it's almost like a feel
4: thing. So there's you know, consistency within the swing. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and
3: I'm the same way. I mean, they, they teach you at a young age when you go to these kicking camps that your 20 yard extra point should go as far as your farthest field goal so hmm. every swing should be the same i mean there there's some distance where you're like all right i really got to hit this and maybe you try to do too much and that's the one you might see that guys go left and right with you know they try to do too much but for the most part it's just same speed every time yeah
1: pat did it help you
2: i think so yeah we still incorporate the the stuff we learned in the summer to what we do um in conjunction what with, with uh coach loco has us doing we, yeah. we still do you know the squats and uh the the barbell bench and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Loco
3: uh, Loco's been awesome, by the way. He, he's the new strength coach here, uh, Coach Lascalzo, and he's he's been awesome. Yeah, we I too. didn't know if
1: there was was really a coach Loco, but I was hoping <laughs> it was going to be Lescalzo. But I didn't know, you know, for very the for him, yes, yes, Loco. Very he's fitting. an intense guy. Yes. He's a very intense in, guy. In ex, I like him.
4: In the exercises you do, do you increase weights as you do them, or are the weights pretty much stay consistent with the exercise?
2: Yeah, we we increase weights as we go. Okay. Um, Cody has uh, a new barbell bicep routine. I think he stands yeah. on you know the Bosu ball and he's trying to get his uh, stability and his arms working, working the, at the core same time. and the biceps.
3: Phenomenal. Yeah. What, <laughs> what, what, what did
2: the referee ask
3: you? Yeah, the re- you know the ref the refs like to talk to you as if they give you the ball. Hey, ten seconds for the kickoff, and he's like, "Oh, dude, you're kicking them far today." You know, how, what are you doing to strengthen your legs? And I said, "Just bicep curls." <laughs> <laughs> right. he hands me the ball and just like, "Golly, that's a way to be loose." But <laughs>
4: well, then you went and banged it. I, I don't they. Where they had one return, did they even have one return the other night because he we he made a catch like they, he weren't was on, they were on one. yeah
3: no they, uh. yeah he he didn't he didn't return that one he uh, he wasn't like you said he wasn't interested, so it was i mean uh sometimes we'll we'll kick it short, sometimes we'll kick it deep, you know just keep them keep guessing
1: You said p g a national too, so you got a free room at the hotel because you know he used to be an employee there, That's right oh yeah, did you know that he was a bellman and valet? I did not. Uh, How re- about that? Research. Cody yeah, Parking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tell us about That's that. Right. Tell us about who you rub shoulders with in the golfing world.
3: <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, and are you a golfer? I do like to golf. I see a little caddy. I do shack like to here. Golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to golf, yeah. I do like to golf. Yeah, so I worked at PGA National my senior year of uh, high school, just kind of making a little money before college, and uh laid some cars. Uh, I was a bellman, yeah, too, and it was good. It was good. My buddy's uh, mom was like... Uh, one of the uh, managers or whatever there, so she uh, she helped me get the job and uh, it it was awesome. Yeah, I got to meet like uh, I think I checked in like Vijay Singh one day into into his room and I thought that was really cool. And and now we're working out with all of them too. And it's oh, still, really? it's still I mean people they ask you football questions yeah. and we're right. asking them golf you know, questions. They're fascinated with our
2: sport, we're fascinated yeah. by their sport and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: well, it's really I mean cool. it seems like those guys have totally become addicted to you know different types of training. But again, I you read
4: about it, you see about the core.
1: Mm-hmm. Whole, for golfers too, so yeah. well. I mean,
4: you, Patrick O'Donnell's like Dustin Johnson, Cody. You're like Rory McIlroy. I mean, seriously, yeah. if you look at those guys on the on the tour today, playing today, you look at their size and th- they're not getting that way by you know Correct. just yeah. good luck. Yeah, Brooks Kepka, You know, he's, he's looking Kepka, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cody, yeah,
1: Cody only likes him because of the arms. <laughs> he's
2: <laughs>
4: he's got Got great arms. He's got great arms. Yeah, that's
1: and, all that matters. How about Tiger today? Eagle to finish. How about that? tiger yeah. For the lead, you know that that's pretty cool. I, I mean. I, I, Clearly you guys enjoy golf too, so you yeah. enjoy uh, the stars of that sport as well and uh, the professionalism between different sports is always just like you. You've got hockey friends, you've got you got friends in all walks of surf. life, volleyball, surfer. You guys surf? No, but Tom You're I've been begging these guys. Yeah, bring begging them on guys. out. Yeah, yep. Bring them, them out. Even I've tried it. It was a conversation for another day in Maui. But anyway, we're going to take a step away here. This is Bears All Access brought to you by AGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670. Discord. And welcome back to Bears All Access, this segment of the program orchestrated by CDW. CDW, people who get it. Jeff and Tom with you. Paul Zorang and Dan Brilli, our engineer and producers here with Herb Lawrence and Adam Sosinski as well. Cody Parkey from Auburn, by way of Jupiter, Florida, and Miami's very own Pat O'Donnell through Cincinnati. He's the only yeah, guy that went yeah, to two colleges in this room, I believe. Correct, Tom? Yeah. yeah? Anything you're holding back? For <laughs> okay. game? Uh But uh, it's been a, a great career for both of you guys. Instant success for you. How'd you handle it?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty wild. I, I didn't get drafted. I went to Indianapolis, and I was competing with arguably the best kicker of all time, and Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you know, this, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy it, you know. And, and I had fun out there, and I think that's when I was like, you know what, I'm kicking well, I'm having fun. This is a good combo. Um, so I ended up going to the Eagles, yeah, and having a great year. And so yeah, it started off good, and I was like, man, you know, this, this is, this is awesome. You know, when you're, when you're winning, and we did pretty well that year. I think we went ten and six. And I had personal success, too, and I just had a lot of fun. And, uh, and ever since, you know, i just been trying to work really hard. And that way, when I hit the field, I, I'm not thinking about anything. I just, I just go back to my mechanics and, and, and obviously hope everything goes good.
4: You know, when you when you as an offensive lineman, that's kind of what you're going to be. When you choose to be a kicker, it's kind of really unique because there's not a lot of you guys out there What advice do you give to kids that are thinking about it? What advice do you give to parents? And how old were you when you knew that you go, man, I have kicking ability, like I said, which is a unique trait?
3: Yeah, I I was in sixth grade um, when I started kicking. Um, I I played actually offensive line, middle linebacker, (laughs) and kicker, and you had to have like a minimum of like eight plays. Um, Everyone had to play like eight plays, right? So I I could kick the ball a mile, but I, I was not physical. And so they threw me in for like the first eight plays of O-line just to get it out of the way. And then they just let me kick the rest of the game. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I think uh, I think I realized I was starting to get really good. And My dad took me to a couple camps and, you know, the coaches, the kicking coaches were like, oh, man, you're actually you're really good. And I was like, oh, really? You know, I just thought I was doing this for fun. And so that's when we became serious about it. And I think for anybody out there looking to do it, I mean, try it out, um, you know. If you're naturally pretty good at it, then stick with it, and you know, see where it can get you, and uh, and, and go to some camps and, and stuff like that. I think uh, there's a lot of camps, you know, I can contest to that out there, and and you know, you just try your best. You know, my dad used to give me kicking lessons. My dad was actually a punter at Naperville North High School, and uh, so he had a little background, so he's the one who initially taught me how to kick out there
1: in the Page Valley Conference. And played tennis, right? He at did. Yeah, so, played tennis in Iowa, which leads me to the next thing multi-sport because you know Tom opened the door to youth sports and you know there's so much discussion about football and and reduced numbers and so forth but I think part of the problem is if you're playing other sports some of those travel sports don't let you play other sports and it's it's a maniacal thought in my mind because you know I I only look at Bill Belichick and who he looks for players who've done it all Mm -hmm. baseball football basketball and finds positional comparisons for both how about you did you do a lot Pat? You know, I grew up playing travel soccer. Um,
2: we, we had, like, a local team that would just travel all the way down to Miami and back up, but kind of got burnt out eighth grade. Right. That's when I got introduced to football in ninth grade, and, you know, I was able to make pretty much my own decisions. without My mom thought it was a little too too physical for me. When did
4: you recognize your punting ability?
2: You know, I think it was when, you know, the, the college guys started coming and, and the scouts were looking and uh, probably junior year of high school, I would say. And that's when uh, I got my first offer in, in my senior year. So everything just kept rolling after that.
1: You know, Cody, he came here with some rep, too. You know, he was mega punt. Yeah, Did you know about that? mega yeah. punt? Yeah, I've mega heard punt. that a couple of times right. from the fans. What well, are you looking at me like you don't? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a ooze and eyes right. when he came to training camp, right? right? Yeah. Were, look at that guy's punt. You know, And, and the fact is, you do have a, a monster leg. But it's not just a monster leg that gets it done. You have to be precise. You have to adjust. I mean, even this year, you have a Chris Tabor coming in, and he alluded it today that you he asked you to do some different technique things. Mm-hmm. What specifically, and once you develop that muscle memory in, in this four-plus-year career that you have already started, is it difficult then to reprogram your muscles to do it the way a new coach would like it?
2: I, w- I would say it definitely takes some time, some invested interest into changing some things. So we're more focused now. Like, he loves, like, a 45 fair catch. You know, it's it's probably not the, the sexiest thing is, you know, <laughs> seeing a 45-yard. 45 45 45-yard right. traveled
4: punt, high hang time, and a high fair catch. High hang time, right. fair
2: catch. So, he'll take that all day versus, you know, everyone wants to see, like, the 65-yard punt, you know, flip the field. But... I think, like, as you get older and you start to realize, you know, when you face returners like Lockett and things like that, a 45-yard fair catch, just trying to eliminate them all day is, is great. So. You
4: know, some of the things for me has been the rugby-style kick has been frustrating because I hate watching guys catch it inside the five-yard line, whether it's on the Bears or other teams I saw this weekend. So if you're going to hit a rugby-style punt, does the field surface make any difference to you um, is it easier to keep it in the field of play on a natural grass surface like the Green Bay first week or the Bears second week, and then you just think of the fields down the road, Minnesota, and so on? Is there any difference in the landing of a rugby-style punt? You know, I would think that the
2: natural grass sometimes uh, absorbs deadens it. it, right? it d- yeah, it deadens it a little bit, and hopefully they stick. I mean, as as the months go on, it maybe get a little snow and things like that. It'll probably stop versus it bounces up on a nice a nice day. Uh, like we had last night, but uh, like it's, it's like the same thing for onside kicks for Cody. Like it, it has a huge impact on the onside kick game. So if he really wants to drive it into the ground and bounce up turf, definitely what has a yeah. has a higher uh, yeah more consistent. There. Just right. I mean you know what you're going to get and, for sure. You know, it yep. just
3: pops up and o- Oakland has that dirt uh, <laughs> right that, field. That's really yeah. I've heard that's really good to kick the high hopper off. Of, yeah, so.
1: or Pittsburgh, which has no grass. Uh, I guess <laughs> uh, you know usually late winter, right? It's pretty rough. It is. Yeah. yeah. Now this is probably a dangerous question, but do you watch him and do you watch Cody and are you open to each other's opinions or critiques on maybe something you see, even though you're not a punter and you're not a place kicker?
2: The, yeah. Cody actually is like uh our assistant assistant special team coach. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's behind me in practice with the watch and, you know, doing the hang times and the get offs and things like that. So, uh, just outside today, he was like, "Hey, the ball turned in a little bit on you," and I said, "Okay, cool," and, and I just made the adjustment right there. So it's cool to have a guy like Cody to be able to just, you know, bounce ideas off of and things like that. But I think for kicking, I I could kind of hear and see where his foot placement yeah. is on it, and uh, he's like, "Hey, what what did it look like yeah. right there?" And we so just, it's
1: important, actually, yeah, that you yeah. guys do analyze each other yeah. and help each other.
2: I yeah. say it's more like a caddy.
1: Yeah, well, I got yeah. it. Okay, yeah. you know, I like it. <laughs> when, when
4: Johnny Miller hits a, hears a golfer hit a golf ball, he can tell by the sound of the club hitting the ball if it was a good shot, what direction it's going to go? And I'm sure there are similarities yeah. to the thud of a punt or the the sound of a kickoff.
3: Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, he keeps. I think he keeps his head down pretty long on the hole, just obviously making sure it goes through. And I'm sure he could tell, like right off, you know, the, but, hmm. the off my foot. If he's like, oh. Do you know? Seriously?
2: I can. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, if it if it goes left or a little left of uh, down the middle, I could feel like the wow. ball kind of
1: take off that his way. foot no kidding his foot swing goes through it. so you don't want to lane. lift your head up when you know that you don't want to look and see what happens i mean you could tell when the crowd you know <laughs> the crowd will let you know what's going on
2: so uh, so
4: well all right just to fast forward a little bit because of your experiences with the bears is there anything that you can help the bears with special teams wide get par- get prepared for arizona because of jeff rogers the special teams coach was here and maybe you know some of his traits his thinking and his different styles
2: yeah, we were here for, you know, three years with right. with Jeff, so we know a lot of his, you know, fakes and things like that. So uh we put together a huge clip of all the different things that he's had in the past and we can kinda tell his tendencies where he would rush or where he'll he'll have a return and things like that. So it's good to have a lot of guys in the locker room like Josh Bellamy, Sherrick McManus. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson, like guys like that, who've been around him and know
1: his scheme. Well, and definitely definitely you know, you can, you can show them your touchdown pass. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Which was awesome. Yep. That was. Yeah. That was that, very cool. Get that arm limbered yeah, up, my friend, cool. get it up, <laughs> get it going. This is bears all access brought to you by IGS energy here with Cody Parkey and Patrick O'Donnell, uh, two of the bears specialists with Patrick scales. Consistency, obviously from the long snapping position is, is critical. Uh, and it's an adjustment with with a new with a new guy. How how did you close the gap on that being with your your team for the first time with him? And does he put it where you want it as a holder? And are you the place kicker?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's pretty he's pretty open to like, hey, how long do you want me to wait for this, this, or that? He he's he's not like, hey, I want to do it right away or snap it right away. He's like, how do you want it? So so he's been very. Very good, and obviously we worked a long time together now since OTA, So I mean, we feel good with us three, and I feel good with him snapping and holding. And you know, when, when Scales gets the perfect laces, that helps him out and it helps me out. And, and, and on punts, when he hits him on the on the right hip, you know, that's just perfect. It yeah, helps everything right go fast. And uh, so uh, he does an awesome job. And when he does an awesome job, it helps us tremendously.
1: Sounds good. We'll be looking forward to see you guys in Arizona this weekend, Glendale, Arizona. We'll continue here with more with. The two specialists in Tom there. I'm Jeff Joniak, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lauren Creedon cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at ChicagoBears.com or on the Bears official app this week. They'll be joined by Jordan Howard and Khalil Mack. Jeff and Tom with Cody Parkey and Patrick O'Donnell. How about... How about this man, Khalil Mack? Mm. Everybody asks. They got. How about the special teams guys, man? No, it's like this. Where were I mean, where, where were you, were you when <laughs> you found out? Because
4: I was Saturday morning, and it was Jeff. I'm thinking yeah. we have a day off. <clears throat> Someone messaged me at like 5:30. I call him. Yeah. He's got his dead battery. Dead so, battery. Where, where were you?
1: Phone was messed up. I was so far behind the story. Oh, I, no. I moved the day before. Truth be told, and my phone was acting up. And I get up. I get up at 9 o'clock. I'm like, I don't have anything to do. I, I just want to unpack, get settled. Let's go to breakfast. So I go to breakfast. People are in there coming up. But no one ever mentions it. I plug the phone into the car. 27 text messages. And his is number one. <laughs> and I will not repeat on the air what it said. But you can imagine. <laughs> and I'm like, What? What about Holy you guys? Holy
4: when, when did you find out and realize the impact of what a player like that could have on your team? I think team? it was a day after our game or something. And I,
3: yeah, w- I woke yeah, up and was. I like I just like people had texted me same thing. And I, and I think I woke up like eight and oh you guys are getting Cleo Mack and I'm like what? And I went on Twitter and sure enough it's like Bears are getting Cleo Mack. I'm like let's go. Right? Also, I mean,
1: how could you have any other reaction?
2: Yeah. To that? Game changer. Guy is a game changer. Tell us, more glad he, about I'm glad that. he's on our team. Tell that us what the team.
1: feel is in there. Still, even after weeks, after and what we've seen these first two weeks, and what the expectation down the road, and what I mean, this is a pure pass rusher. So he he's gonna be great. That's it. There's no debate about it. Absolutely. I mean, anytime a guy like
2: that's on the field, a lot more attention's going to him, freeing up other guys to make plays. But you could just tell, like the first day he walked in, he just had that presence about him. And I didn't, I never thought, you know, since I've been here, there was a player that really amplified that, and it kind of showed that. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he walked in, everyone just gravitated to him. I mean, it's probably the track record he has, you know, pro bowl player. But i tell you what, man, it, everyone's really excited to have him. The defense is jacked up every single day in practice. You could just see it. It's just electric. You remember the first
3: day we watched them? They were doing the one-on-one yeah. thing. It was it was Crazy. incredible. Yeah, the guy had not pl- played in a long time, and then we just watched him in the first practice. Like It looks like he's
4: – well, I mean – You know what's cool about it all is you guys didn't need a savior to come in here because I think Matt Nagy kicked this thing off when he got hired as a head coach, and he had a lot of momentum going. But then when you plug in Khalil Mack, it just gives that extra spark because I really felt – I was really – I felt good and confident in the path that you guys were on, so it was nice to get – insert Khalil Mack here – and then just see what's happened in the first couple of regular season games because of that. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean he's been incredible in the first two
3: games. So it's we felt good about our chances like without him, and now we have him. We're like, oh, wow, this, this yeah, is I even think, better. Keep it
2: coming. I think everyone knew what he could do, but until we actually saw it you know, in the first game, that was unbelievable when he just returned that touchdown <laughs> and just stripped it. And it's just things happen when that guy's in, and it's unbelievable. I don't know if you've ever seen a player like that that just –
1: well, Brian Erlacher, obviously, right. but as a pure pass rusher, I mean, obviously, the history of the Bears, there, there have been some great ones, and Tom played obviously with Richard Dent that you know. I mean, you that man must be accounted for every single snap. Uh, Khalil Mack needs to be uh, accounted for every single snap.
4: It's kind of weird because I don't even know how to say it because I, I do as a football player, I would like to compare him to Lawrence Taylor because I had the chance to play against Lawrence Taylor and I know how much effect he had on the other teammates how concerned you were about where he is every time he lined up, how much he had to know you, all your protections because he could come from anywhere. Now, if you just want to look at a pure football player and you want to have a template of one, I, I think, yeah, you have Von Miller present day, but you got to look back at Lawrence Taylor would be the guy that would most remind you as a football player of Khalil. Yeah, I mean,
1: there have been some great pass rushers that you, you, know, you had to try and block, or did block, I didn't mean... <laughs> so you tried to play. but I mean, there's great stories of you going up against Bruce Smith and Reggie White and these names of note. But in terms of edge, where the guy's got the speed, the power, the compact body to bend and get to run that arc and get to the quarterback and go right down a guy's chest and still manage to. I mean, there, he does things. And you've pointed this out watching tape. There, there's things he does that are like three phases within the four seconds, sort of three and a half seconds it takes to get to the quarterback. He's doing three
4: different things just to get there. Mm -hmm. And he's got to do
1: that every time because he's going to have to sift through the trash and deal with chips and whatnot.
4: Well, or else he does his job correctly, and Eddie Jackson gets a sack because of it. Mm -hmm. It's those types of spillover things, you know. And up and down the line of scrimmage, Roy Robertson-Harris, he helps Khalil Mack get that interception because of the pressure he initially puts on Aaron Rodgers. So it is a, a trickle over, a trickle down, whatever you want to say with Khalil being there and how it affects the other guys. This is
1: Bears All Access with Cody Parkey and Patrick O'Donnell with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak. The, the big theme, two big themes this week. One is, obviously, don't be complacent as a team. And honestly, I, I know because people want to frame everything every week and, okay, this is the storyline The team has won a game, and they're going up against a team that hasn't and hasn't played well on the offensive side of the ball. But I don't think this team is going to be complacent. Just that locker room is different this year. It's very different. It's a young team, obviously. You guys are still young. You guys tell me more, but you know these guys, and I've talked to guys. It's just different. It's different. You guys are hungry, and there's no time for complacency for one play, let alone a whole game.
2: Yeah, I think it, it starts with Nagy. I mean, he's preached that day one. He's got these guys ready to go every single week. Um, he he shows the good plays, the bad plays, and we learn from those plays. And I think everybody's hungrier the next week to improve upon the plays that he saw the negatives, and they're just trying to uh, amplify the good plays that we we keep seeing. So, I mean, like you said, the locker room is, is unbelievable. It's the most electric I've seen it since I've so been here. So it's not
1: just – you're not just saying that.
2: I'm That's not just saying that. No, I, I really do believe that. Uh, the The – Chemistry alone, I think the the defensive backs have it. Uh, the the linebackers definitely have it. Uh, obviously, the front has it. The edge rushers, and then you see the offense is, is clicking. Um, it's just it's going to take that one game where everything just comes together, and we're just going to be just unstoppable, That's what, and I, ready to go. I mean,
4: everything that Matt's ever said at the podium since the moment he got hired is the exact right thing, yeah. and I think it helps continue the momentum, whether you come off a bad practice or a good practice, and so I think I think. That's what I was making the point about Khalil Mack. You guys were on a really good path, and then you insert him here. But I think Matt has really got this this you know on the right track. It's
1: five teams for you. Correct. So you have five different perspectives. What's, yeah. what's your perspective?
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: so, I mean, I've never been in the playoffs, in my, and this is my going in my fifth year. So I'm obviously hoping to change that this year. Um, but I, I agree with what Pat's saying. I mean, it's just you go in the locker room, and I've been on teams where you go in at halftime, and you're like, all right you know it's you can see guys are tired you know it's 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 not like that you just go in there and everyone's like it doesn't matter if we're up by 30 or for you know for down it's just kind of like we're gonna win this game and we're gonna figure it out and and guys want to win guys want to go to practice and that starts with coach Nagy um he's a players coach he you know he, re- he listens to us um and he and he takes care of us so I think it, and it comes down to him and, and him being a great leader
1: Is he tapping into that energy source by the things he comes up with and does, from the disco ball after the game to... (laughs) Oh, you heard about that. (laughs) Did you hear about that? Yes, I I didn't hear all the details of who was doing what. (laughs) But, you know, does that... Because he keeps talking about fun. Even today, I had a conversation. He just wants Mitch to have fun. Fun, 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 fun. If you're playing the game and having fun and you're fundamentally doing things the right way, I mean, that's a perfect scenario.
4: Yeah. I mean... And go ahead. Well, I, I, you, you can't have fun unless you're doing things fundamentally the right way, as you just said. So, you know, yeah. and, and, I, and so I think that's the key element here is is fun's not going to be had with the lack of a work ethic, concentration and the fun that he wants Mitch to have.
1: I think there's guys in this team now also self-policing that maybe weren't there before.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There, there's guys that are going to hold each other accountable would you say you feel that as well definitely in the locker
3: room? definitely yeah i mean there's we got some we got some big guys on the team big name guys and um guys that have been around the block and we have younger guys and uh i think that you know the younger guys look up to the uh to the big guys on the team and, and just kind of follow their lead and you know phenomenal phenomenal people to look up to
1: you guys were about 89 i don't know were you in miami the town proper or what town did you grow up in? West Palm Beach. Oh, West, West Palm, Palm Beach. Beach. Okay. Yes. Well, Ledger. West Palm and Jupiter, about how many miles down the my, uh, Florida Turnpike? I don't know. 15 Fifteen. Minutes. So you yeah. guys knew each other in high school. Yeah. You knew of each other. We yeah. did. We
3: did, yeah.
2: You we
1: same did. draft class and everything. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 14. Yeah, yeah. Patsy.
3: I think Patsy, a year older than me, but we were the same draft class, yeah.
1: Who was the better kicker in high school? Because you, you kicked field goals, didn't you? We did, yeah. That's probably a story for another day. But <laughs> okay. We're we, <laughs> yeah. on you you time here. Time, you, hit, you heard the music. That's the traveling <laughs> music for the break. We'll continue. One final segment with the fellas here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. <music> Welcome back to Bears All Access brought to you by IGS Energy. Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer with you. Thanks to Paul Zerang, Dan Borelli, Herb Lawrence, and Adam Stadzinski. What a great name for a football show. Stadzinski. Right. Not, not a bad player. name either. Tom Thayer and Jeff Joniak with you. Final segment with uh, Cody Parkey and Patrick O'Donnell. As the Bears prepare to head to the desert, play an indoor game against the Arizona Cardinals. Is that the I'm bucket? assuming the roof will be... Yeah, it's yeah. going to be
4: like 250 degrees. <laughs> is that is that one of the best kicking conditions you can get indoor stadium? that They're going to have no outside factors for both of you yeah, guys. Yeah, and they will in the grass. Yeah, grass.
3: Yes, that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah.
1: Can't beat that. Hey, you're going to have plenty of fun here. Oh yeah. When the weather turns, but you experienced <laughs> it in Cleveland, you experienced it too in Philadelphia. How do you feel you are in, in nasty conditions?
3: Uh, good. I mean, it, it, you just kind of focus on hitting a good, clean ball. I mean, there's not much you can do when you've got snow and 30 mile hour pool, wind, but just trust your line where you're going to put the ball and trust that it's going to go through. Uh, and that's kind of what I've, I've been doing in the past and uh, I've had success with. So.
1: Pat, how have you dealt with the conditions in Soldier Field? Because you never know what you're going to get.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it
2: makes you a better player. I mean, I was telling Cody, people, the first thing when he walks in the door is like, oh, wait till the wintertime when the wind's blowing <laughs> and the snow's coming down. But, no, he he's done it. But it's like at practice, these these fields out here, they get pretty windy. Yeah. And we can definitely um, – there's a thing we do now with the holds. We, we kind of, like, use the laces as a rudder, and we kind of aim uh, just so slightly outside the pole so the ball does fade in if we're in those monsoon yeah. conditions. So I think that's yeah. – big for having a guy, you know, a veteran guy like Cody that can play a ball, and he just trusts me to do my job and lean the ball accordingly. You
4: know, you you got to take Soldier Field, I always tell everybody this, is you have to make it your own weapon, because Ditko always says, look, you want him to come in the Soldier Field scared to play here, thinking the field's crappy, the weather's bad, all this and go, yeah, it is, it's awful. Man, you might fall into a crack, but it's our field. So, I mean, that's the whole thing about it, is is you guys can gain a lot more confidence against your opponent by never saying a negative thing a, you know, are never feeling a negative thing by going, oh, yeah, you know, things aren't even very easy here. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. The, I think the first thing when we talk
2: free game with the specialists, like, man, I do not yeah. <laughs> care here?
4: Like, this is not where I would want to go in free yep.
2: agency or something like this that. perfect. The yeah. first thing they say, like, right. oh, the grass is terrible. How do you kick yeah. out of this?
4: And you're so going, long?
1: you're going, okay. Yeah. Right. You, <laughs> got him you, you got them where you want. You got them. Yeah. Because
4: got that, him. That, that, that same message has infiltrated their whole locker room. It's not just the kicker, the punter, the snapper. It's everybody. For sure. I mean, did you think about it?
3: Yeah, I mean, you, you you hear about they're just like, oh, I mean, Chicago. They they play in this long grass, you know. It's you know, you hear all these things, and you're just like, you know what, I'm gonna make it my own place. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best, go out there and do what I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, like literally every week, people are like, like, why is the field like this? And we're just like, you know, we're used to we, we kick on this in practice. This is the same thing. So, how tickled is your dad that you're a bear?
1: And your, and your family. Yeah. yeah. Do you have extensive family in Naperville?
0: No, No,
3: he, he just went to high school there. Really his family bounced around a lot. Um, but I mean, this was like, this was the team he grew up watching. Uh, and so me, I grew up watching him a little bit too. Um, I remember getting like a Walter Payton jersey at some point growing up, yeah. So your uh, dad has a Tom Thayer jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he's 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 pretty stoked about it. I think he he's, he's going to come up for a game, obviously, and he's going to go check out Naperville and do all do all that. So it's Naperville. changed a lot yeah. since he's been there. Right? Yeah. Naperville's popping right now. Yeah. It's a fun
1: place. It really is. Tom there and Jeff Joniak with you. Our final moments with Cody Parkey and Patrick O'Donnell. Weird statistical anomalies. I'm all about it. I'm, I I love no- numbers, even though I'm I'm the worst mathematician ever in the whole right. uh, entire universe. But interesting that three 300, you had 300 punts in your career heading into Monday night, and you had 100 inside the 20. Ooh, wow, that's pretty. That's pretty symmetrical. I One like third. it. I like yeah, that. do you, that's great. A 30 your punt landing—that's that's 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 a good thing. Yeah, that's good. You happy with that? Do you look at numbers? Do you care?
2: I mean, I think it. it at the end of the day, like at the end of the season, things like that, we do look. Um, we try to beat the obviously the other team in net. That's pretty much what we look at uh, statistically for punters. Uh, Tabes always challenges me and Cody, regardless of who we play, is you know to beat the other guy at our own position. So I don't think it's necessarily cut up like in the numbers per se like how far did you punt it or this and that it's just whatever we did that week to help the team win you know competitive in a well, sense
4: Well placement sometimes is more important than distance or sure. the other you know aspects of hang time and wherever you know you put it Right yeah that Distance uh, it's
2: it's obviously a good number to look at, but placement and direction uh, for the guys to get down there and make the place for you if, is what's important. Do you ever so.
4: even use the term coffin corner anymore? Because, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, that was one of the terms that associated to punter specifically. Is that even in your... Your glossary anymore? <laughs> Cody's shaking his head. Right. Uh, wow. yeah, no. You I want to take this one? No, I'm just ahead. kidding.
3: No, I, I really, it, well, you don't think it. I don't. I really hear it anymore. Rugby honestly, rugby yeah. style
4: pun has changed a lot. For sure, it's you taken know, away that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking because of this Michael Dixon, people are gonna start trying this drop kick stuff. Yeah. That was. A, I gotta give it to. That was a display. I I couldn't believe the onside kick drop.
3: Yeah. That was that was wild. That was I wild. mean, how
1: you know how it's gonna uh, that's a tough uh,
2: toss-up yeah uh, i mean we'd be lying if we said we didn't do it
1: today at practice
2: but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: how do you guys yeah, because matt's uh matt nagy's talking to his team when he stands at the podium about the next play mentality which many 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 coaches throughout your lives and throughout this league say it all the time how are you guys with the next play mentality as kickers and punters
3: I think we, I think we have no choice but to be good at it. Honestly, I think that's why we've both been in the NFL for for this this long. I guess uh, because you miss a kick or you you have a bad punt, I mean, you're gonna have to go out there again. You can't just like be feel sorry for yourself. I think. Uh, I mean, it stinks. You give yourself maybe thirty seconds to be to be like, oh, that, that you know, I get be better, and then you move on to the next one. So you just you just keep going and, and keep moving forward
1: can't imagine what those two kickers over the weekend felt like trying to walk back to the sideline. I mean, to me, that's the longest walk of all time As Tom's brewing up something. I don't no, know. No, hey, not. thank, I, you, thank I, you to Pat and Cody for joining us yes. tonight on Bears All Access. Ruth's Chris would like to have you receive this $100 gift card to enjoy at one of their Chicagoland area steakhouses. Ruth's Chris, this is how it's done. Always a pleasure, fellas. Oh, Good to have man. you around. Thank you. Uh, we welcome to the club. <laughs> we welcome to the us. Hey, hey, we'll turn down that, right, Big time. Like S. Cargo. No, <laughs> that would be outstanding. All right, that's going to wrap us up tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Bears and Cardinals coming up on WBBM on Sunday. Ooh, it's going to be fun. Noon pregame, 325 kickoff. For Tom Thayer, Cody Parkey, Patrick O'Donnell, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks again to Barilli and Zerang and to Herb Lawrence and Adam Stosinski. Have a great night, everybody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score.